Welcome to Fusion Fantasy Football. Welcome, Fusion Fantasy Football podcast, live stream, all that good stuff. By the time I'm that joined. draft actually starts, it should be. So, and uh, welcome. Oh, see, I had that turned off. Yeah, we know what we're doing here. Third time's the charm. We got this all figured out. I really do. I just forgot I had that other thing up just to get the link. All right, so I don't know when this YouTube thing will actually kick in for sure, but uh, we are on the podcast live. I'm joined tonight by some of the same guys as before. We got some new people in the mock, but uh, I don't think any new people on the stream. That's fine. I have here uh, Jake the Snake. He's back again, fresh off his own live stream. Recently, haven't been able to check it out yet. Yeah, uh, glad to be here. Uh, doing a live stream by yourself is scary, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> but I figured it out. Uh, I like StreamYard a lot, so it's glad to use it for once. Yeah, it's a pretty cool setup they got in here. Uh, George, BFTG Pod, welcome. What's up? Dan is back again. Dan Lamagna, thank you. Pleasure to be here, guys. Uh, can't get enough of it. One more test run before the real deal, right? Yeah, sure. this is it. Absolutely. Last one. Uh, and I don't know if we've got audio working over there for Casey Fantasy Champ. I am good. You I'm are in. good. Sounding good. How am I sounding, gentlemen? I was a little quiet last time. You tried warning me, but... Perfect. Perfect. Sounds good. Okay. Um, I think it, it, Crocker's trying to hop in here, but he's when he does, he does. But we are going to get this draft rolling. I think I see mostly green across the board. Need to tag a few people here again. But uh, yeah, we'll try and get them going here. All right, so I'm wondering if... I already asked a little bit of collusion behind the scenes. Asked uh, Jake, what what are the odds? So that I, now I got to ask Fantasy Champion, what are the odds that Lamar Jackson actually makes it to the three tonight? Well, I, I know Jake's answer. Yes, I already got his answer. <laughs> I want to know your answer. Uh, I'm a Mahomes guy, so he'll get to you. That's what I said. Because I, I haven't done that yet, and I wanted to... I'm generally against it usually, but I wanted to try it. Oh, I guess you'll get your chance. But now that I know, do I just screw you up? <laughs> I'll do it. Then I'll take my home. Do homes. it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it. It's like Lation Prize now. This is fantastic. Right? Yeah. yeah three right. To- three is too many. Lamar at 1.01. I don't know. Yeah. Do Lamar 1-1. One, one. Do Mahomes at 1-2. And, and just really yeah. tilt Josh. <laughs> just make him tilt. Yeah. I mean, he gets McCaffrey. I mean, it, it's not tilting that hard, I guess, but still. All right, welcome to be- uh, whoever's watching. Probably just other people in the mock draft. That's fine. You're <laughs> welcome to. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and get this thing started. We'll see if uh, we'll see if I actually get Mahomes or not. So. This is pretty easy pick for me. I've said CMC the first Barkley? time I was on. And th- What's up? So Barkley? No, CMC. Oh. Yeah, just, so, just so the, going, the, going chalk. 
I would say the point of these mocks is to mix it up, do a different strategy, see how it works. Strategy. I know, I know who I'm going with. So it, for me, the 2.12 and the 3.01 are where I change it up. Strategy start, starts okay. in the second when you're at the one. And he goes home. So, like I said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, like George said, try something a little different. All the people in my, I shouldn't be telling you this. Actually, it's a secret. But a lot of the people <laughs> from the 103, and it's the truth. A lot of people are saying you should be going Lamar Jackson here. So I'm gonna try it. We'll see how Does that this mean goes. You necessary believe it. Um. I, I'm I'm very much on the fence. There's a lot of strong arguments, especially with the way uh, I'm very much against it on normal quarterback scoring. But obviously, this is different, and there's an actual right. cliff that there isn't usually there. And so, the exact same reasons I usually like to go running back early, the same exact strategic reasons now apply to quarterback too. So, Barkley goes next. Brian, wow. uh, thanks for joining us. Kelsey, By Byron's trying something new tonight too. <laughs> Kelsey fifth. That's, that is a wrinkle there. I, well, uh -huh. I'm pretty sure the four and five guys are took those thinking like that the top three or at least two of them are going running back. You know, they think they're going to get one of these quarterbacks that fall. Well, fantasy champ and I just screwed them up. So, oh yeah, you got Zeke. your dude. Ah, Go ahead, Dan, take him. Didn't even think about that. I let him get to you then. What do y'all think about MT over Kamara? I like Kamara. That's where I lean too. It's interesting though. I mean, I'd much rather have Kamara than any of the running backs that are going to fall back to you. And then you have the chance of Devontae Adams. Well, I guess not. Adams went really early. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Adams. I mean, last to time like... we did this, we went to two eleven. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys, you guys are making this very difficult for me. I just want to let you know that. <laughs> Kittle, George. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm not happy at this moment. Um, couple guys I, I was hoping that would fall: Michael Thomas, uh, Dalvin Cook. I'd been very happy with either one of them. I'm going to try something different. He's doing it. The tight end plunge. All right. We got clock dodgers dip? on here at the turn. I think Neil's, he's probably upset. I took Kittle. Knowing I know that's Neil's why left. you took him too. That's kind of why I was egging you on to take tight end. <laughs> I didn't think he would come back to me. Neil, you can tell me if I'm right or wrong, if you're listening, but I, I don't think he was coming back. I'm pretty sure uh, Neil there, clock dodgers. He's taken at least one if not two tight ends on the like at the end if not at the turn each of the last couple scott fish bowls and it's considering he hasn't picked yet it looks like he was going tight end yeah and it's worked out i mean i think uh maybe i don't know how he did last year but i know a couple years ago he was like up in the the top uh i don't know 50 scoring if not better than that wow i don't know neil you got 30 seconds left you uh it shows green, so I, I guess he's here. We'll see. There he is. Chubb and wow. Henry back to back. He's mixing it up tonight, too. Everybody's mixing it up. I love this. I don't know if I've ever <laughs> seen Neil go <laughs> that direction. I've never seen him go that direction. Never. 
No. I, I, you go, George. I'm going to do this one because because I love Josh. Just because I love you, brother. Uh, <laughs> he's not going to let that happen, I guess. I want I want to see how this plays out because, like, I, I've been saying all along in in my actual draft, if if Kelsey and Kittle are available at those two spots, like I've been saying, I will definitely take both of them. So I want to see how this plays out. Mark Andrews often falls all the way back. So if if he, I'll I'll be honest. One of the things I wanted to try was if he came to two ten, I was going to take him. <laughs> yeah. No, I want to I want to try the two the two tight ends in this format. I don't think it's. I don't think it's super crazy to yeah to take the two tight ends to start. But this has been a very anti-quarterback start. It compared. has. And I took that into consideration as well. Russell Wilson's our quarterback three at 203. You know you just started a run by saying that, Josh. I know, right? Probably. probably. That's fine. That's good. I already have my quarterback. <laughs> So to close out the first, because technically I am recording this for a podcast, uh, we got, of course, CMC, Mahomes, Jackson, Barkley, Kelsey at the five, then Elliot, Michael Thomas, Kamara, Adams, Dalvin Cook, Kittle, and then on the ch- on the turn, uh, Clock Dodgers went Chubb, and then Henry, George took Mark Andrews there to to ruin my hopes and dreams. Russell Wilson. Now we got Deshaun Jackson. Here come the quarterbacks. You mean Deshaun Watson? Deshaun right? Watson. I meant. <laughs> I wish. Deshaun Jackson going in the second. I, I want to call it now. I think that's a reach. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe JJ Taylor at two ten. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Mixon yes. and now so Josh Jacobs. I can't gone. they're going to let Dan get his quarterback to uh. man. Can right. anywhere in real life that really happened in the Scott Fishbowl for me? I, I doubt it. Yeah. Oh, we'll see if Neil up, can. Uh, how do you feel about that? Welcome to the stream, <laughs> Neil. You can auto pick the rest. I'm good. No, I'm Dan's logging off. <laughs> Dan got his Dak Prescott, his Zeke, Eel Elliott, Cowboys wet dream going here. So he's all done. <laughs> wow. Hey, Dan, if Zeke went 1.05, would you go Kamara at 1.06? I think you did that last time. No, I went Dak last time. I wanted to get that uh, franchise quarterback to stabilize the roster there. And, again, that, that strategy was unless someone slid to me, and in this draft someone slid. And you got the guy a whole round later. That's cool. That's yeah, I, he varies a lot. It really does. Drew Brees getting swept out from underneath. I got Lamar Jackson, so I'm. A, I don't care. Right. <laughs> so, so Josh, if 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 Drew Brees would not have gone there, yes. would you have gone back to back quarterbacks? I actually definitely was going to consider it. if one of the top uh, to me six quarterbacks here was still there. Um, I, I've said all along I'm just taking ones at the position, and if if I can get the you know the quarterback one, great. If Breeze, I I feel is in that top tier, but he's the last one. Uh, I would have okay. to go. There's you know one name here, maybe somebody might like, but probably not me. Um, yeah, I've I've got some interesting choices here. There, there. I do wonder. I don't. It's not too long till I pick again, so I'm thinking I might. Uh, 
I'm getting a little echo out there. Somebody's got something open. Uh, I'm going to yeah, go yeah. with a stack. Mm, no, I'm not. Just kidding. Taking CEH. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm regretting the Lamar Jackson decision already. <laughs> so I got to go All to right. my boy, Eckler. Go on brand. You can never go wrong <laughs> going on brand. Uh, some reason it won't let me scroll down to see the players here. So uh -oh. are you doing it on the uh, desktop? Yes. I had that same issue the other night. So if you see me looking down, I'm looking at my phone. And it is a thousand times easier to draft on the phone than it is on the desktop for some reason. Ah, huh. interesting. No, I had that. They don't I... even have. I, I was just gonna say they don't even have the trade features added to the desktop yet. All right. Well, I, I can't really see stay. Um, not a bad pick. I guess. The Miles Sanders, Austin Eckler, Kenyon Drake are kind of this little clump of the back end running back ones that go anywhere around here. So Drake's going to be the three, six in our last draft. Yep. That's a lucky yeah. tonight. There was a lot more quarterbacks and uh tight end so far in that one. Back to I Jake. Feel like, yeah. 1.01. This is about what you're going to see. Like your top choices are Aaron Jones and the receivers of Julio Tyreek Hill Hopkins. It's, it's been worse for you as far as quarterback options with this pick in the past. Yeah, I just I'm not a fan of Kyler Murray at the two three turn. I obviously I'm not gonna go Josh Allen. I just I just feel like it's a reach to get any of the remaining quarterbacks here. Okay. You're gonna dig in. All right. Taking Aaron Jones. Shore up that running back. And we'll see what he does with the next one. I mean, I like the idea of if if you can. I mean, you got Christian McCaffrey, and you're here at a position. If there's still someone else you like there, I've wondered what it'd be like to just go three running backs and then just not worry about them for a while. If Kenyon Drake or Austin Eckler fell, I would mm -hmm. do it. I just feel like the remaining ones it falls off a little bit. Really. I agree. Fournette's interesting, but with the possibility of Chris Thompson taking some of his receiving upside, I just would rather stay away and go with Julio. Julio. So, so I'm I'm curious about that. I know Chris Johnson, you know, or not Chris Johnson. Um, Thompson. Yes, thank you, Chris Thompson. Hell of a wide uh, running back that can catch out the backfield. But after seeing what Leonard Fournette did last year, coming out the backfield with his cat. Uh, pass catching ability. Do we really think that you know Thompson's going to cut in that much? I, don't know, I think he's just an option when Fournette's gassed and he he has to come off the field. They refused to take yeah. him off the field last year. Can, can I agree have with anyone else? Can I agree with both of you? <laughs> because yeah, I, absolutely, <laughs> you can. You one hundred percent, you can. Well, I, I should say not necessarily agree because I always disagree with you, George. Um, <laughs> One, I don't think that Chris Thompson is that much of a threat. Um, I just, you know, he, he might have some good games and might get him worked in. But on the other hand, I don't think Fournette was actually very good 
with the work that he got. Um, I did I did something where I had kind of made a my own weighted opportunities and did a fantasy points per weighted opportunity, um, where it gave two and a half rushing attempts equaling one target, so it kind of balanced it out. And in the bucket of players that had as much volume, as many weighted opportunities as Fournette did, he had like the worst fantasy points per an opportunity. Um, it really wasn't that great. So I think the other, other argument to be made is, you know, are you going to take a question mark like Fournette when Julio Jones, Tyreek Hill, and DeAndre Hopkins are sitting there waiting for you? Hey, Josh, you got 15 seconds, just so you know. I know. And just take Zach Ertz. Uh, I can't go three tight ends. <laughs> I was looking at some Fournette. Uh, he had a hundred targets yep. last year. Yeah. So maybe it's maybe it's some of Chenault comes in, take some of those. I could see Chris Thompson taking some of those, and I mean it could drop him down to fifty. It obviously depends how much he gets gassed, as we said, and all of that. I, I think. I think seventy five is probably more realistic. I don't. I don't see them cutting, cutting his his. Uh, I don't see them cutting it in half. So do you need see him as an RB one? My choices really were between Fournette then Ertz there for me. I, I do like him as a top twelve running back. I would say yeah. I mean, he only had three total touchdowns last year. So, I mean, I expect that number to go up at least twice as much. So if he gets anywhere between six to eight touchdowns this year, which is completely reasonable, I think, yeah, easily he'll be a top 12 running back as long as he stays healthy. That's what I was going to say. If that offensive line just protects anything better inside the five, he makes up some points. I mean, he was getting tackled in the backfield last year. Well, right after me, uh, Brian took DeAndre Hopkins. So now the third looks, uh, it's Julio, Tyreek. I took Zach Ertz. We got Hopkins. And now Byron took Kyler Murray. Finally, he goes. He went right around here last uh, time as well. I guess, I don't know. It seems like we're being pretty nice letting the quarterbacks fall tonight. Yeah, that's a nice start. I appreciate it. Landers, Kyler Murray. I like that. The gamble going Kelsey at five might pay off. Still waiting on Dan here. This is a tough one. But you're in my head. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Uncle Uncle Lenny pick there. <laughs> yeah, I like that for you. I just. I kind of like the volume Ertz gave possibly more, but Fournette, as much as I was saying he wasn't particularly efficient, if he gets the volume, then who cares? I'd say that's definitely a teardrop, too, from Fournette to anybody else remaining. Um, Yeah, there's kind of like, like a half tier in between here and the next, where there's just like one or two running backs that, yeah, I don't have right. with Fournette, but... I, they're ahead of the rest of them as well. So we'll see how quickly too. they disappear. Even if a few more running backs go, it'd get really thin by the time it got around to me. Yeah, and that's why I really struggled with, you know, Fournette or Hertz because it's like there's not – I'm not – this. I'm going to be really uncomfortable, guys. <laughs> that's why hey, y'all remember, remember my running backs last time, Jonathan Taylor, uh, Darius Geis, you know? Yeah. 
Crocker takes Kirk Cousins at the 308. Mm -hmm. Aaron Rodgers, 309. Here we go. Quarterback run. Don't leave any for Neil on the turn, guys. Come on. I got him. Don't <laughs> worry. Going. <laughs> oh, Benjamin <laughs> takes Chris Godwin. So starting off going tight end, tight end, looking at how many running backs have gone, and typically they go uh, pretty fast, I'm actually surprised that that I'm going to be able to get this guy here. Chris Carson. Nope. Todd Gurley. Yeah, as far as yeah, the upside. I, I'm, I'm perfectly – I'm perfectly happy having him as my RB one in this in this situation. I actually missed him. I'd sort of put him up in that Fournette tier. Yeah, I would too. I about him, so. If I didn't take Lenny, I would have took Godwin, and then they'd be hoping for a girly just to maybe slide. Although I wasn't holding my breath. Good pick. Yeah. I do. Uh, I had a question about the the wide receivers at that two three turn out of Julio Hill and Hopkins. Like, who do y'all like right there? I think I think Julio's the safest. I think Hill has the most upside. And I that's how I would bring him. So, I would, if I want to go safe, I'm going to go Julio Hill and then Hopkins. I might go Julio uh, Hopkins and then Tyreek. But I do understand why you took Tyreek having Patrick Mahomes. Right. That stack yeah. really kind of opens up your ceiling a little bit for potential. All right. Come on, Neil. You well, that, that wasn't Carter the here. most obvious pick I've ever seen. Um, the Raiders <laughs> fan goes Darren Waller at 312. Couldn't take him in the fourth. Had to use the third on him. I wonder if he might take car here and i wouldn't hate i don't it. think he will i wouldn't even hate it because car what was he like quarterback eight or nine in the scoring last year his weapons only improved we're already at quarterback nine so this would be the 10th next one's going to be the 10th one too many other quarterbacks on the board to take car here, though. Yeah, there are. Especially with Mariota looming. I don't know I if I'm worried about Mariota. But I'm not worried about Mariota. You got Wentz. There's definitely some guys that I think are safer bets than Carr that are available. But evidently, he's uh, definitely struggling with the decisions here because he's letting this clock Go all the way down. He's, 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 he's probably listening to our analysis of his pick, just chuckling. Oh. That's, ooh, <laughs> and that is why. He goes yeah, Clyde how can Edwards. I, how can I Hello. say this, Neil? If you're, if you're listening, reach wide. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah, so af that. after going tight end, tight end, uh, looking at this board, I – Another, I can't go another 22 picks without taking a quarterback. So I'm definitely taking a quarterback here. Um, you guys have been very generous to me thus far. Uh, I don't know if it's sympathy or or what. But I, I'm not. Uh, I'm not going to shy away. I'll take it. I'm going to go with Matt Ryan here. Give me, give me the upside of Matt Ryan as a quarterback one for me. The fun little quarterback running back stack you have. Yeah, I like it. Benjamin go on right after Matt Ryan. He goes Melvin Gordon very quickly. 
He's happy with just Russell Wilson, his quarterback so far. I think he's looking at the board and thinking he's got his QB one. I, I like and it. yeah, I, I mean, not in a rush to get his his QB two. Thinking there's still a lot of good ones left that he'll take. Yeah, and be happy with. I mean, only six wide receivers have even been picked, and we're at the four four. And I, I did look at the wide receiver position. Uh, I debated going there, especially knowing we got to start three. And there's a, a couple that I would not mind have taken mind taken there, but I'm just scared to go another 22 picks without a quarterback. I think you have to have that anchor. It'll be interesting to see how this roster here with that Watson Rogers stack does that cost them later on. We had a yeah. lot of good talk how we lost value the last draft by reaching on some quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I imagine so, he is going to be looking at running back right here, but he doesn't. He goes Kenny Golden. That's going to hurt. Wow. DJ Moore. We got, yeah, there Whoa. he is, finally. Call, Galladay and DJ Moore. So, uh, usually I see it the other way around, but I like it. Really? Well, it just depends on who you're with. Some people are crazy about DJ Moore. I think I, I think I like Kenny Galladay's quarterback better. Same. Agree. Even though there's not always quite as much volume, I believe DJ Moore got as many, if not more, targets than Galladay did even just last year. I'm gonna be like a kid in a t- toy store here, boys. Oh boy! Give me the drive back. Yeah, that needs to perform. All right, we got hey, the you Cowboys can just here. Your Trinidad. Yeah, right. <laughs> Cowboys here at the sixth spot. Boomer bust. He goes Amari Cooper. So he's got the Zeke, Dak, uh, some guy named Leonard Fournette, and then Amari Cooper here. Wentz goes 4-8. And I'm on deck with Brian Pickin. So DJ Moore had 16 more targets than Kenny G did last year. Yep. Yeah. It was 100. Oh, really? I was thinking it was 135. 136 to 120 or something like that? Uh, 135 to 116. Oh, okay. Yeah, and, and there were times when David Blau was throwing the ball to Kenny G. Yeah, Stafford only played eight healthy games. So, yep. And Galde still did what he did. So I'm, I'm high on him yep. this year, but I can't deny that you know what DJ Moore could be <laughs> if that offense you know picks up. Tom Brady, that kind of hurts a little bit. Um. I could have considered that's him. That's twice. I, that's twice they got you there. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not too hurting. If I really want a quarterback, I I, I still got a couple options. I mean, I I think. I mean, come on, wide receiver. There's how many of them are they? They just just you can scroll down and they just keep going. There's good ones. I'm not gonna take a wide receiver here. <laughs> um, sorry, George. I mean, you're welcome, George. Uh, David Johnson, I guess he's got, I think best upside as far as running back right here. So we'll try that. <laughs> Very that enthusiastic. Gross to me. But, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he definitely has the highest ceiling I would say out of any RB remaining. Really? I, well, okay. I guess you could throw James Connor in there. 
maybe Chris Carson, but that's who I was thinking. There's a bunch in here that due to either health or just situation are gross, but you know that they could be good. But gross. Yeah. Mike Evans, 4'11. Here go. Here come the wide receivers. Please keep taking wide receivers. So I know who my first pick will be. I'm still trying to sign on my second pick. So I'll milk the clock. Picked a bad time to take a drink of my my beverage. All right, so we're gonna <laughs> let's 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 start guessing who he's gonna take here, guys. Um, Quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo, I, Derek Carr, or I, uh, I know he likes Stafford too, right? Oh, Stafford for sure. Yeah, I didn't even realize he was. Yeah. I mean, I, I, that's who I passed on for quarterback. I figured I might because I figured I was gonna let him have it if I didn't take him right there. But I don't know. There's some others there that he might like more. I'm not sure how he feels about you know Daniel Jones, Garoppolo, Goff. So definitely Stafford. Yeah. There you go. Knew it. This neck pick feels so weird because there's so many like decent quarterbacks still around. There's some good high upside running backs still hanging out. Almost all the positions have dropped a couple tiers now. Yeah, like, I agree. There's not many that are still hanging out there. At any position, except for wide receiver, but who cares? George? Yes? Looking at the board, waiting here. It's going to be a while until you pick. Are yep. you still uh, you still like your two tight ends? So far, I think being able to get Todd Gurley at the 311, um... I think that made me feel a lot better about it. And and then being able to come back to get Matt Ryan at the 4-2. I, I'm going to be – I'll probably be very – I don't want to say weak at wide receiver, but it's not going to be as strong as it would be if I had gone wide receiver in one of those two spots. Yeah, I just couldn't Early. help but notice that you didn't have any wide receivers, so I, I figured you might yeah. be hurting over there. That's, that's the one position that uh, – that I think I'm going to end up being a little weak at when it's all said and done. Mm -hmm. But the position is so deep that as of right now, I'm okay with this start. Like I would be, I would be extremely happy if this is the start to, to my actual SFB. So Jake, you ended up going Chris Carson. I thought that might be one of your picks here yep. and going, digging in on those running backs. You got three of them now. And, uh, Fancy champs takes James Connors. You guys are leaving me high and dry on running back. Um, I don't like any of the guys that are here, at least at the top of the ADP. However, there's some I think should be up here that aren't. And I just have to decide whether I want to reach on them. Or go with a quarterback, something like that. I already got the best quarterback, you know, there is. <laughs> so we're just going to, we're going to do this. We're, we're going to do it. Jonathan Taylor. 
it's definitely a high upside pick. I feel like Very low floor, but I don't even know it's a low floor. I feel like this floor is a top twenty running back. I feel like starting out it's gonna be like RB three if you're lucky, but maybe I just think Max too involved at the start. Well that's the long play, you know. Just David Johnson gets me through the first, you know, five, six games. <laughs> and then Jonathan and then Taylor hurt, right? takes it. <laughs> Uh, hey Josh, did you see what uh, Neil from Clock Dodgers podcast said I, in the chat about I your don't know. Taylor He's, pick? He start he hit the bottle early tonight. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't even think Neil drinks. <laughs> You're in a fantasy league. He doesn't. That's the funny thing. He does not drink at all. That's why. Like I, Sorry. I do. I, I, Inside I just, joke. I just finished. I just finished a nice margarita. I might have to go get another one after. After I took Taylor, Brian took Bell, who's the guy I don't really, I don't know. It, it's both the, it's Gase. Let's just be honest. It's Gase. We don't like Gase. And he doesn't like Bell. So, Allen Robinson to Byron. He's putting together a pretty nice team. Can Allen Robinson is is a great, like, consolation wide receiver one in the yeah. fifth round. Mm-hmm. Dan, going for Evan Ingram. He's made a glass. I'll be holding my breath every week, but I like the upside. I would say the upside is definitely there. Yeah. I would have guessed Blake Jarwin. Yeah. <laughs> I, have, I have hit my quota, gentlemen. I've hit my quota. I'm, I'm only allowed three per draft. No CD Lamb in the 12th or something? It's like the unwritten Cowboys rule, three per draft. Yeah. You're not going to grab some Pollard late? Might have to get a handcuff, but so okay. someone will snipe him on me. I'm not can't hold my breath there either. So after Ingram, uh, Ingram goes Ingram to Dirty Jobs gets Mark Ingram in the 507, and Crocker takes Keenan Allen as he always does. Keenan Allen always was... falls to Crocker in the fifth and sixth round. You guys keep <laughs> letting him have Keenan Allen. Uh... <laughs> Keenan was not getting past me. I, I needed a wide receiver, and he was at the top of my list. At least he moved up slightly. He, that was a good pick like, by Crocker. It, it was not coming back to him. Didn't he fall like late six, the last one? Yeah. Yes. It was mid six, wherever Josh, I think Josh six. was at the fourth or fifth last last time. So it was like 609, eight, something like that. Yeah. Devin Singletary. I don't know. I'm I, I that's his running back one. That feels ugly. Incredible. If you know Steve, that this is not a surprise for me at all. Like I okay. know Steve. Uh we do we do quite a few podcasts together. That pick for him taking Devil Singletary does not surprise me at all. Ben takes Cooper Cup. He's got a pretty balanced team. He's going to have to grab a good tight end sometime, but other than tight end, pretty solid. George is on the clock at the 5-11. Still less quarterbacks off the board than usual at this point, I think. We are so far have a quarterbackless fifth. No quarterbacks taken in the fifth. Can we keep that going, George? Uh, yeah, if you know me, you know I'm not. I'm not looking at quarterback here. 
The, the last time we did this, I took Russell Wilson in the second and ended the draft with no other quarterbacks on my team. So I, I'm probably not going quarterback here. I think my next two picks are going to be reaches. Um, if As long as Neil doesn't take one of them anyway. Uh, but it's two guys that, that I really do like. Uh, according to the ADP, there's a couple guys, quite a few guys ahead of them, but I do not feel like either one will make it back to me. So first one I'm going with will be Senor Chark. Yep. I can get behind that Chark. pick. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm just worried about the next one because Neil also has no uh, wide receivers. So yeah, I just feel like there's a couple I would still take ahead of Chark, but there, the, I, like I said, there's some that are rated ahead of him. Um, I just I want him on my team. Get your guys right. All right. Yep. Are you gonna reach for? Uh, I'll, I'll let I'll let Neil pick here before I say anything. <laughs> I'll be nice. I'll tell you now, the next one's probably going to be reached based on ADP as well. Yeah, I figured. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see if we'll see if Neil is watching this or listening. I mean, I will say that one thing that's nice with the Scott Fishbowl is that the ADP, you can sort of throw it out the window in that it's so mm-hmm. new, it's so novel. Like, we all don't really know what we're doing. We're trying to figure it out, but... I mean, George, even if your guy gets taken here, there are some amazing wide receivers still left to come to you. Correct. Correct. Absolutely. So there's somebody I really do want if he gets taken. It's kind of like Josh taking uh, Lamar Jackson at 103. Like, it's a constellation prizes Lamar Jackson. So, yeah, I I won't be too upset, but there is somebody I, I I really do want, and so far I'm in the clear. Adam Thielen goes 5-12, first pick on the turn. He still has no quarterback. He's got Chubb, Henry, Waller, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and now Adam Thielen. So he's, he's not go taking quarterback? a quarterback here. He's not doing it? Nope. Nope. Okay. I don't think he will. So He'll another wide receiver then, probably. Unless he, he likes might go uh, Marlon Mack here. Neil? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell him that. I'm gonna tell him that in the chat. Matter of fact, yeah. <laughs> Forty seconds. He's using up all this whole clock, but that's all right. He's allowed. Might have. Might have to cut he's, it down a little bit here. He's making me sweat. Is what he's doing. Making you sweat. Yeah. I don't. I don't think. I don't think Neil has to make you sweat no i'm fat i do that naturally i mean i just mean not quite i meant i meant i don't think you got to worry about it because i don't think he's taking your guy uh he goes he he, he, he didn't take that's who i thought your guy was he goes david montgomery and then george gets his aj brown did is that who you were saying would have been a reach uh according to adp it's a reach no no they don't know. I mean, I mean, he, he was below. He was below Metcalf, below Woods, below Hilton, Ridley, Diggs, Sutton. I mean, in, in most drafts, I think those guys will go ahead of AJ Brown. 
Kareem Hunt is the next pick. Uh, I really like that team Benjamin's putting together. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man. I mean, I was even debating Hunt all the way at my 503. I feel like I'd rather have Montgomery by quite a large margin than Hunt, Singletary. I'd say even Bell just because of the workload. I can understand Montgomery ahead of of, of Singletary and, and Hunt, but uh, I, I just mean Kareem Hunt has a lot of upside um, safety in the passing game. If Chubb goes ever happens to go down, he's just going to explode. He could get traded. There's a lot of ways that he could actually pay off well above what you're buying him at and what you're buying at him. And even if nothing changes, he still could just put up a 200-point season in regular PPR. I'm not quite sure how that works out in you know, SFBX, but... I'm really mad about that Woods pick. Yeah, well, he wasn't going to get to you. <laughs> um, is everyone just getting really comfortable and slipping back into our late round quarterback ways because we haven't had one since the uh, four twelve, and it's now the five six five. Uh, yeah, six, 16 picks before we had a quarterback. Everyone's just playing chicken That's... again. Crocker's going to try to start a run here. There it goes. I figured he might. Derek Carr. Hey, I like it there. Cousins I see and Carr. a couple of receivers going off right now. Yeah, I, the Maybe. there was a definite tier of wide receivers that was way better than all the other tiers at the other positions. So we're catching back up with the wide receivers now. Cortland Sutton going six six. Keep it going there. There's yeah. the other. Keep yeah. going, guys. Calvin Ridley six seven. <laughs> Keep going, guys. There's some more. There's some more good wide receivers. Keep taking them. I don't even have one yet in case uh, anyone hasn't noticed. <laughs> that's finally why they're taking him now. So that's I, fine. I I'm Juju still going to get a one. Six, eight is crazy. I didn't realize he was still there. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's insane. I probably would have took Juju over uh, A.J. Brown. I was no, between Ridley and Juju, and I was thinking maybe Juju would slide. Not so lucky. Yeah. I feel like if he has a great season, that's like good for him. But I'm not, I, I'm not gonna take the risk. And the risk isn't just in him; it's in obviously Roethlisberger too. Waiting on Brian here. He's got a pretty balanced team: Barkley, Breeze, Hopkins, Brady, Bell. He likes those bees. J.K. Dobbins goes right ahead of me, so there's no chance of me stacking up. Some really high upside running backs there because I think that was, eh, but that yeah that was one of the last really high upside guys at the running back position. So I might have to take wide receiver. Um, Don't sound too disappointed. Just kidding, Jimmy G. <laughs> yes. 
Ooh, Cam Akers. Wait. See, I I tried bluffing you guys saying that the last high, high upside running backs were gone, but I knew Cam Akers was still there. I will gladly take Teddy Bridgewater at the 612. Gladly. Yeah. I think he'll be good. I'm just not sure. I don't know if the volume will be there, but we were just talking about how DJ Moore could get more volume. So I guess it's got to come from somewhere. So. Yeah. One thing that makes me happy about him is he had a, he was in point per game data, like last year, QB 38 in standard and then QB 26 in just normal PPR. Mm -hmm. So I found that, I found that enticing. And that also included some games. He only played part games. Has anyone seen any kind of analysis about, um, I guess it would be, it would be hard to do because you don't know what the actual, uh, pass attempts are just by looking at completion percentage. So, but I, I wonder like how much your points will go up just by getting up to 70, you know, percent completion, even if you have less volume, that's a, you could make up a lot of points just with those, each of those completions that you're getting more that aren't being, you know, nullified by incompletions um, to make up for lesser volume possibly. I did look at Drew Brees, which I can talk about in just a sec. Once I yeah, you, you have five pick. seconds. So um, <laughs> you find that button yet? Should I uh, pause something here? I did. I did. <laughs> I just was clicking between screens, stressing out. I, I yeah t- see Tyler Lockett I was hoping he might make it back to me so I would at least have an option for wide receiver um him or Akers were kind of the ones I was hoping you guys did not you did not let that happen so I guess good 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 on you so I guess I'll um Dan are you still here I am man I am I'm gonna take the um Cowboys wide receiver Uh-oh. one that's where you're going with this, huh? <laughs> so, Josh, just looking at your Jimmy Garoppolo pick, there were yes. a lot of quarterbacks out there. Do you like Jimmy G way more than Teddy and Ryan? And I figure, I, I think at the when it comes to the efficiency, um, he's very similar to Bridgewater in that way. What we were just talking about, he's going to hit that higher percentage, and even though he has lesser volume, he's going to make up for a lot of points in that way. So I would put him and, and Bridgewater in a lot of the same bucket, but I've seen Jimmy G do it. Um, and so I just have more confidence in him doing it again. I don't have confidence in Ryan Tannehill doing it again. So, Josh, I can talk about that little completion percentage idea. Um, so... With Drew Brees, this is someone I can do quicker than looking at Teddy B or anything. He threw 200 or 378 attempts for 281 completions for a 74.3% completion rating or completion percentage, sorry. And that gained him four points per game. Okay. Looks like an extra touchdown. And that's for someone of Drew Brees, which I'd say that's actually pretty realistic for like a healthy Teddy Bridgewater, most QBs to get around 400-ish attempts. That's actually probably yeah. on the lower end, wouldn't y'all say? Yeah, I'd have to look up what Jimmy actually did for sure um, last year as far as the pass attempts. 
So after Gallup went, uh, McLaurin went. I liked that. And then DK Metcalf. That's actually who I was debating between Gallup or Metcalf. Uh, he goes back to Dan. He's going DeAndre Swift. So I, I like what Brian did, but he's going to be hurting at running back. Uh, oh, sorry. Brian is right next to Byron. It confused me for a moment. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, Brian. Yeah, so Byron's going. Uh, he just says Sanders in the second, and that's it. So, yeah, interesting. Kelsey, Sanders, Murray, Wentz, Robinson, Juju, now Metcalf. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Mike, for taking Geis before we get to George. <laughs> he was At going. 7 of 7. Does anybody know what Geis's ADP for Scott Fishbowl mocks are? I can pull that up real quick if no one has it. No, it's I, in I, the seventh round for the most part. Is it really? That makes sense. It's yeah. about where it's it been in our, pit, our, our mocks here. Yeah. I just feel like I like guys a lot this year as like an upside guy, but uh one point oh one you're sort of stuck. You can't you can't reach on a guy like that. It's a round earlier than I would like. Yeah. Personally. I'll say looking back. Mm-hmm. Not so sure about that Ertz pick on my team, but we'll see how it goes. <laughs> what were you gonna say? Oh, I was just going to say I like the Swift pick by Dan. I think that that was a <clears throat> excuse me, that was a that was a solid high upside pick. Wanted to keep some some running back depth. I was able to go a few few rounds without taking an RB. I think another drop off is coming. I right. don't like that Goddard pick. Yeah, personally. so after Geis went, Crocker took no. Debo Samuel, which is a classic pick for him. And yeah, Dallas Goddard goes next, and then T.J. Hawkinson. So, tight end, Ron, hurry up, George, get your tight end. <laughs> no, that's okay. I'm uh, I'm good. I, I feel okay at the position right now. It, it's not time to go trace tight ends. <laughs> you don't want to do it. Flex? I thought about it. If uh, Ertz was there in the third, maybe I would pull that trigger, but you have to worry about that. <laughs> you still just have Todd Gurley as your running back. And, and I'm, I'm literally sitting here scrolling through the running backs as we speak. <laughs> I figured you might be. <laughs> so if I can't get my man crush, right? So if I can't get my main crush, I'm going to go with my side crush. Ah, yes. I like it. That pick stresses me out. <laughs> <laughs> Damien Williams. <laughs> Damien Williams. Yes, that. I, I, I am a believer between him and Geis and Josh Gordon. Like, those are my three favorite players in the NFL, even though one of them is not really in the NFL right now. Um, and I just, I, 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 I'll ride with them until – I can't no more. You've had a lot of heartbreak, haven't you? <laughs> oh, you have. Dude, you have no idea. Check this out. Right here. Uh, I don't know if you can see it. It's a Josh Gordon's autographed football. Absolutely. Oh, sweet, man. With the Browns. Uh, so I've got him. I've got a Gronk one up here. 
I, no, it did not. I've got that one. I've got a Rob Gronkowski, and then I've got a football with uh, Ricky Williams and Daryl Henderson signed. <laughs> That's a lot of heartbreak. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a Dolphins fan. My whole life has been heartbreak. So, so people wonder why I'm so high on Cam Akers this year. George, please tell them who you have a picture with last year. Oh, in our chat? Daryl Henderson, man. Yes. <laughs> so I went to uh SportsCon in Dallas last year and I got to meet all types of players. And I showed one time a picture of me and Daryl Henderson and Josh has never let it down. So I just changed my avatar to the photo of me and Daryl Henderson. Love so it. go buy a K makers guys. <laughs> I was about to ask who else do you have uh, signatures with and this and that. Cause I can maybe get rid of them on dynasty or something. Yeah, really. I've got an OJ Simpson autograph. I met him in the Newark airport. Wow. <laughs> when I was like seven years old, my dad said he went to go punch me when I asked for the autograph and then noticed nobody realized and signed it, threw it in my face and walked away. Oh. <laughs> yep. On the turn, Neil goes two quarterbacks, Daniel Jones and Mayfield. Um, going back to, you asked me about Jimmy G. I mean, honestly, it was Jimmy G or Daniel Jones for me. I would throw, well, does anybody need a quarterback coming up? I just don't want to be shouting out names and ruin anybody's hopes and dreams. There is one quarterback I would take above Daniel Jones and Baker. There's one here that I'm I'm, honestly, George, if I'm, I'm, yeah. I I think that's what he's So I, I waited way too long to get my second quarterback in the yeah. last drafts. I am I am looking at quarterbacks right now. I am going to take a quarterback here. Um, there's a couple of guys I like. No, but just I do think it. One has more. I think one has more upside than the rest. So I'm going to go with Cam Newton. Wow, I'm shocked. That's not who I thought you were going to go with. I understand. I understand that he does have that upside. But there is one yeah. I did think you were going to go with instead of. You thought I was going to stack. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. I don't. I don't. I don't look for stacks. Like I think, I think Cam has more upside than than said quarterback. <laughs> so I... uh, Benjamin, after you took Cam Newton, um, he's been doing his best since the seventh round to ruin the perfectly good team he was assembled. Um, no, I'm sorry, Ben. Uh, he took TJ <laughs> Hawkinson in the seventh, and now Tyler Higby in the eighth. So he's getting those tight ends in. We did say he was. Needs, we, we did we just say lost Josh. Oh boy, frozen. Well, I can talk about how I don't like Higby. <laughs> hey yo, so yeah, we did say something about how he needs to get. Tight end, I guess. He took us a little literally. I don't know. I just, I'm not a fan of Higby. I, I mean, if anybody wants to check out, I did a live stream where one of the questions was, will Ty, Tyler Higby be a top five tight end? And my answer was, hell no, he's not going to be a top five tight end. Like, he's not even going to, I'm, I'm questioning if he'll be top 12, top 15. He looked so good at the end of last season, but, uh, yeah, average I mean, back. Yeah, I may I, I did some figures with my with my live uh chat and stuff and I may make it into an article just to share it in a cohesive form, but I just 
Everett didn't get any snaps week 16, week 17. I just think once he comes back, he takes away a lot of upside. Yeah, we keep talking about how they're going to run with two tight ends all the time now that they got rid of Cooks, and that's kind of what they were doing the second half of the season. But we keep forgetting that, well, the other one's going to be Everett, and Higby did not look all that great when Everett was there too. And people want to bring up how Everett came back at the end of the season, um, but when you actually look at how much he was playing, it really actually wasn't much. There was another, their third tight end, who I don't even remember the name of, was playing more than Everett was. So you can hardly count those games against him. Yeah, that is that is one thing I talked about. Everett had four snaps week 16 and zero snaps week 17, while the other guy had thirty or 20 or 30 snaps both weeks, something like that. Yeah. All right, well, enough about Tyler Higby. He goes 8-3. T.Y. Hilton falls all the way to 8-4. Hunter Henry, 8-5. Rob Gronkowski, 8-6. We really do have tight ends going here. Ben Roethlisberger, 8-7. 8-8. Raheem Mostert. Is he going to hold out, guys? I just saw something in the news. He was asking for more money. He didn't say hold out. He just said he was requesting compensation more appropriate to his increased production or something like that. Could have heard to ask, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so wait, are you saying it's time to get Tevin Coleman everywhere? Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> All right, Boyd goes right ahead of me. Mm. When I took Big Ben, I was three rounds later than I took Baker Mayfield in our last draft. So I came in here with the strategy to wait on that second quarterback a little bit, although I was hoping Bake might slide to me at 8-7. He didn't. I like the Cam Newton pick. I was hoping he'd slide. He didn't. Danny Dimes was even there, so I settled for Big Ben. Hopefully Pittsburgh's back to being Pittsburgh and his arm doesn't fall off. <laughs> I hate this freaking draft. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. <laughs> Um, because there's like people falling, and you're like, I don't like the player, but you know, upside wise, looks nice. I, I I don't like them, so I'm just gonna pass on the wide receivers. I'm sorry, I just don't like them. I don't, I don't, I don't like them. I don't really like the running backs. I don't. I could have waited on. I guess I could have waited on quarterback. Um, there's some decent ones here, but I think. I feel like the upside here is is actually I'm gonna go Austin Hooper. So I, I wonder if the guys who took quarterbacks super early, like it, me, like if they if you have two quarterbacks before round four, like or before round five rather, like do you regret that decision now or the way the draft has played out? Are you okay with that? Are you happy with it? Well, that would be. I don't think we have any of those guys on the stream. I, uh, me and you know, fantasy champ no, no, took I was them just, early, but yeah, no, I, I was just asking in general. No, I mean, I know the yeah. guys that took them aren't on the stream. I would yeah. regret it. Yeah, Brian has Breeze and Brady, and then Byron has Kyler and Wentz. I think the Breeze, like if, if, the Breeze Brady roster, at least I think, balanced out with Barkley and Nuke and you know Bell. Dobbin, yeah. but then 
the Watson Rogers roster, I I wouldn't sleep too well at night if thing, Devin Singletary was my number one. That's tough. <laughs> And, and your only taken. running back and only. coming into the ninth round. Scott Fishbowl, running backs are, are important. Ooh. Yeah. Johnny Smith, 811. I like Johnny Smith. I don't know if I like him that much. I wonder, like, I after this. Sorry, we're on the, we're on the same wave with your turn, buddy. <laughs> I, I was excited. There's, there's one tight end I like a little bit more than Johnny Smith right now. Same I wonder here. after I wonder after the season if I'll regret taking Ingram in the fifth and not waiting a few rounds and being happy with John U. Hooper, Henry, Higby, all the above. There is an article by I think his name's like the real Adam something. He's with the Undroppables. He did an article over Ingram and it concerns me with Ingram. Just like the potential production drop he'll have and uh I can I can tag you on it if you want me, Dan. To Dan, just because it was interesting read for sure. I think it's the real Adam Kaplan. Thank you. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, if you don't mind. Normally, I don't take him. I don't like those fragile type players. I think I did see some too, though. He was still like led the team in targets, or the games he played, he led the team in targets. That may have been me, uh, my propaganda. Hey, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I love Ingram as a player and potential like top tier tight end and stuff, but. It's just rough. Uh, with we, my we pick, I was just going to say, Jared Goff to me is in the same tier as Jimmy G, Teddy Bridgewater, and Ryan Tannehill. I don't know if y'all disagree. Y'all probably disagree because y'all didn't pick him. but Same tier, yes, but I'd be worried about the fishbowl scoring with his O-line. How many sacks does he take? But isn't it a, you're losing points for sacks. Is it a minus, minus half or minus one? Minus one. Um, he did receive a – uh, let me let me find it just so I don't speak without having anything. Okay, he received a slight drop, minus three point, a no, minus three rank dropped. So he does get a hit. That's where he does things go south with the Rams if the line doesn't rebound. You guys are just no determined to make sure that no good-looking wide receiver ever gets to me. <laughs> I couldn't pass up on Diggs in the ninth. Yeah. Diggs and AJ Green go 9-1, 9-2. Here I am, 9-3. My only wide receiver is Michael Gallup. That happens somehow. <laughs> <laughs> That's gross. You just wanted to razz me and say he was better than Cooper. Admit it. <laughs> it I probably should have taken Metcalf instead, but I do think he has that upside, though. Oh my goodness! I'm 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 kind of contrarian by nature, so I'm half tempted to just like dig in and be stubborn about it now. Um, just keep. You fading. only have one tight end. Just you keep fading him. Um, I mean, we got a bunch of flexes I can still fill up, right? So uh, yeah, I think that's I think that's where we're gonna go. I, George, this kind of connects back to one of your picks, but uh. I think Sony Michelle, you know, his biggest problem last year was yards per carry. And I don't know. Cam Newton might do wonders for how uh, how open the field is for him. I just want to yeah. say, for the record, I meant to pick Hayden Hurst now that he went. <laughs> <laughs> I see him going ahead of 
Austin Hooper, Johnny Smith, even Gronkowski sometimes. So that I don't know if that's who you were referring to, George, earlier. But no, it was okay. not actually. I don't like him better, I but I usually see him going. I see him going in front of Goddard and Hawkinson as well. Yeah. I, I, he's in that tier for sure. Yeah, people are acting like he's going to be the tight end six, seven, eight. Just because of uh, uh, vacated targets, I guess. Don't do not uh, do it to me, Dan. Don't do it to me. Did I do I, it? You did it, you son of a gun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought Josh I, was going to get him on me. I, actually, I Parker was him. Parker was the last guy on my my queue for wide receiver, but I did see Brown further down that list. Yeah, I, I debated taking Brown where I took Cam Newton, and I, I was having flashbacks to our last draft. I'm like, no, there's still way too many picks. Uh, quarterbacks are eventually going to start going, and I didn't think he uh, Newton would get back, or at least a decent second tier quarterback. And I. I Looking at the way the draft has played out, I wish I would have went with Marquise Brown. I have a question about strategy. Do y'all think there's any reason to go more than three QBs in Scott Fishbowl? I lean no. I feel like that's overkill. Okay. No. Unless you're worried about COVID. Uh, Man, my thought with COVID, I've seen some people talk about get the handcuff, but – you're literally the two running backs will be in the same room watching film. Like if one guy gets COVID, the other guy's going to have to quarantine or get, or he'll have COVID as well. Like if if it's that rampant, they're not going to have a season. Like, but my point is like quarterback, if you have two guys happen to get it, I know I get it, but I'm just saying that could be an argument for getting four potential quarterbacks. Yeah, I see the QB argument more, but I just think if one sixteenth of the starting quarterbacks are getting COVID, they're going to be like, ooh, maybe we should stop. The different starting quarterbacks on different teams. So, yes, yes. When you're talking about the running back, yeah, I said I had a tweet last week where I was railing about this because I had heard for like the third time a podcast talking about how, well, you should maybe handcuffs are more important this year. I'm like, no, if anything, it's less important because they're on the same team. Their chances of getting are now going up diversify you want everyone else's handcuffs because of this not your own sorry so i'm glad i'm not the only crazy person thinking that because i've been seeing it said all over too and i'm like it doesn't like that's not how diseases spread it's completely backwards sam darnold goes nine seven jarvis landry nine eight gasecki nine nine and now ronald jones nine ten wow Benjamin, you, what, oh, he, does he have a list or something of, of players I don't like? I liked this team. You're breaking my heart. I liked this team so much. I mean, I even like TJ Hawkinson, just not quite where you took him, but then now Higby and Ronald Jones. Yeah, Ronald Jones is one of those guys that I can see his potential of being the lead back by a slight percentage but i just don't believe that it's going to be by enough that you'd want to take a chance geo george goes jordan howard i would take jordan Howard over ronald jones that's where i would have gone to agreed 
I wanted to shore up that running back position. Um, Damian Williams, as, listen, as much as I love him, and I think he will start the season there, it's no sure thing that, that he stays the starter the whole season. And at least with Ronald Jones, I can – or not Ronald Jones, I'm sorry, Jordan Howard. I've been drinking tonight, gents. I've been drinking. Uh, <laughs> just want to throw that out. Um, I wanted I wanted some security, and even though the name is gross, the production is, is definitely not that bad in previous years. So I wanted to sure up that, that running back position. And starting with the two tight ends, the way this has played out, I actually like the way this team looks right now. Your running backs are still pretty gross. They are. They are. I, I Grant, Todd Gurley, I, I need him to have that year to, to make this work. But if Damian Williams remains the starter in KC like I think he will, and Todd Gurley does what we anticipate he can do, it, it will all work out just fine. Give him time, Josh. He still has Daryl Henderson on the board. This is true. <laughs> and JJ. Or Keyshawn Vaughn. Are you going to take uh, Josh Gordon with your 22nd pick? I might, to be honest. I mean, what's the worst? I mean, at, at that point, I mean, why not? Uh, I was going to ask also, do you have a favorite team you wanted to end up on? No, I don't care what team you I, I like. I like the player. I like his story. Uh, I like I like the whole concept of a, of a comeback. And I think that he would be the ultimate comeback story. So it's not necessarily the team more so than the person that I root for. Gotcha. Neil finally takes Gardner Minshew on uh, the turn here, 9-12. He's gone three quarterbacks the last uh, correction. He's wow. gone what? four quarterbacks with the last and four picks. Wide receiver. Daniel Jones, Baker Mayfield, Gardner Minshew, now Joe Burrow with the 10-01. Yeah, he's got Adam Thielen, but that's a pretty solid wide receiver one. Um, that's going to kill your team, though. It's better than my wide receiver one. I I, I mean, your team is also rough, but... <laughs> <laughs> Say it! <laughs> I just, that's one thing that I try to remember, because it's easy for me to go RB heavy, but you do have to start three wide receivers. So I, I thought about taking a, a wide receiver here. Um, I've Damn only it. got two. I've, I've only got two, but uh, I'm not. I'm, I'm going to go with the running back position. I want to shore that position up. I feel like the way I started only having one running back in the first six rounds, I need to shore the position up. So I'm going to go with Matt Burita and try to lock up that Miami backfield. Okay. All right. A little more security in the running back room there till COVID comes. <laughs> that is one thought I've also had with like Scott Fishbowl with it being a like luck based, but also you have to diversify yourself and figure out how you want to separate your, your roster. And uh, like part of me wonders if going someone like a Marlon Mack or Philip Lindsay, just to get that the second guy on a different team, and you just say, I'm all in on Jordan Howard. If he busts, I'm going to lose. But I, again, I've never done Scott Fishbowl, so I don't know if you all have any other insight. I, I think, and I think Dan can speak more to this. He He's probably 
the most experienced one here. I know, listened to him on the last show we did, he nailed a lot of late picks. And I think in order to do good, like these later round picks are the ones you absolutely must nail. Some of these running backs are going to become starters. Something's going to happen and you're going to have gold here later in your draft. But it's tough. We're still filling our starting lineup at this point too. So it's double-edged sword. After George took Burrito, we had Alexander Madison, 10-3, Drew Locke, 10-4, and now Marlon Mack goes 10-5. That, that must have hurt Crocker to take, but I can't really hate it in the 10th round. I really like that Drew Locke pick. Brandon Cooks. Man, you guys are determined to take all these good <laughs> wide receivers like I'm, I'm just at the very end of each tier at the, I'm starting to think the three spot is not actually very good. I should have been at the, like the 10. Ooh. Julian Edelman Ooh. gone. I got a question for y'all. If y'all are wanting a non Scott fishbowl related question. Let's hear it. Would y'all want in dynasty Julian Edelman or Devin Duvernay? I don't know Edelman. if I believe, believe it. I want to win now, so I think I want Edelman. That's what uh, I, was. I could I could find a way to get Duvernay, I think. I, I was going to say, I would go Vaughn. with... Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> just, just every time you say something, you're just getting more depressed and depressed and depressed. <laughs> Dude, do you need a hug? You want me to come I up need, there and give you a big I hug? I need to I not will. take quarterback early. That's what I need to do. <laughs> You need to listen to my quarterback strategy, Josh. That's what it is. Look, you mean my quarterback. I told you I'm trying something different tonight, and now I know it doesn't work. <laughs> uh, you're trying something different. You've been on tilt since the pick 1-3. And I've been on tilt since pick 2-2. Two, two. You took my Mark Andrews. <laughs> and Will Fuller. Okay. Okay, guys. This is... Am I sharing the wrong screen? Do you guys see my cue? <laughs> What's going on here? Oh, my goodness. All right. So you could get the actual Cowboys wide receiver, too. Oh, funny. Funny. Agreed. I already have two tight ends. Uh, but it's a premium. Um, I'm joking. I'm talking about CD Lamb. I, I know. Jeremy. I was talking about. <laughs> um, we're gonna just go. Um, see, I I keep having to resist. I really want to just dig in and just say, "Screw you, wide receivers." Um, hey, hey, hey Josh, I just, I just want to point out you have one less wide receiver than Neil. But I really like this guy. I've liked him for years, and I know he's just the wide receiver, too, on his team, but that's okay. Christian Kirk. I think that's a good pick. Dang it. That's a good pick, too. I swear that you, my cue is... Uh, going back to that Duvernay versus Edelman, uh, I agree with you, Dan. My thought is... Edelman's the win now guy. He's the guy that he could be a top 20 wide receiver again. While Duvernay's a third round rookie pick who 
they but or they only hit like nine percent of the time. Like you have to take that into account. COVID environment too. Yeah, I think Hollywood and Andrews just eat up all the receptions in that offense. Yeah. Yep. And I don't think Boykin will just sit on the bench either. You're under his belt. He's healthy. He won't make it easy for Duvernay to get on the field. No. Well, I'm glad to see I'm not crazy because I got in a big old Twitter argument about it. <laughs> those are always fun. Got to avoid those, man. Can I, I would say, can I give you some advice? <laughs> Stay out of the Twitter arguments. And coming from me, that is sage advice. All right. I need to work on that because I just I get all fired up and I'm just like, all right, let's go to town and I'm gonna I'm gonna beat you down and win and Yeah. When did I lose you? Welcome back. <laughs> I I'm outside. I'm in a real tough spot right now. Yeah, so you know, you took my Let's Marvin Jones. He was next on my list after Kirk. That hurt. I was, I was about to say, just look at Josh's uh, queue and just go from there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's a receiver. Now, I'm going to... Exactly. I don't... Okay, we're going to go with some... Okay. Ugh. Okay. Rivers pick. I like it. So I feel like there's one decent running back I could take, and then yeah, not really anything else. I'm gonna start having it. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have to start taking some uh, just high upside roles here on wide receiver, which is kind. Of, I mean, that's what I plan to do at the end. So this is this was all, you know, what I planned. So, um, I mean, Adam Thielen is pretty solid, but uh, I mean, he did just miss half a season, right? So, I'm gonna go Justin Jefferson high upside here. I would say he has probably the most upside for 2020 out of any of the rookies. I agree, but I keep seeing him going behind some of the others, but it's dynasty hype. I think I even picked, I think I even picked CD lamb over him. I may have not, but yeah, Jefferson was like the fifth wide rookie wide receiver taken the other night. And I did not understand Mm -hmm. what was going on. Yeah. Um, He's he's all along coming in and as the rookie, I just felt like he was the safest. He had the highest floor, and then he went to a team with some of the best opportunity. It just I, I had him as my wide receiver three in rookie uh, ranks, just because. I mean, I have no head of Judy, just because he's. I felt so much safer, but he still had upside. Mm-hmm. James White, 11-4 goes here. Uh, just to recap, yeah, so I took Christian Kirk. Mervin Jones went right after, darn you. Jared Cook on the turn. Philip Lindsay. Philip Rivers, back-to-back, back-to-back Phillips going here. A one with two L's, one with one. Uh, I took Justin Jefferson. James White. Now Noah Fant. Noah Fant. Um, it's great value there. Mm-hmm. 
I, I know a lot of people who like him at, ahead of TJ Hawkinson, and he went about nine tight ends ago. Do people not yeah, like him like, for redraft? Was is it is that just in Dynasty? I'm seeing him up there that high. Uh, I think it's just the too many mouths to feed fallacy. I mean, good players get the ball, but I did just pick Jared Cook in front of him, so I can't really talk that much. I mean, Jared Cook gets the ball. I, I'm not sure. I'm not high on Fant. I do like Hawkinson ahead of him as far as just those two. We kind of tie them together because they were both rookies. You know, it's in class first early picks. So, but I, I don't really, yeah, I, I thought that a lot of what Fant got was just kind of uh, inflated because of the situation. I felt like he could have done a lot more with what the opportunity he had. Yeah, I think a lot of his value depends on Drew Locke, which you could say the same thing for anybody on that team. And that is why I also fade him a little more than Hawkinson. After Fant Fant goes uh, Hardman, then Eric Ebron, Tariq Cohen, and now Tony Pollard going in the 11th. Benjamin... What's your thoughts on those handcuffs? Like, obviously, there's value here in a Pollard or Madison the round before. You know, you're not going to lose your your fab and fishbowl if if one if Cook or Zeke went down or something. But we're still drafting our start. We're getting our like last flex spot right here. So it's a starter that you're going to have for, you know, hopefully 16 weeks or that handcuff that could win you the league if a guy got hurt. But it's always a tough decision for me at this point. I lean those high upside receiving backs. Uh, Philip Lindsay doesn't really. Sorry, my phone just went off. Sorry, everybody. Uh, Philip Lindsay doesn't quite fit that role. Like a James White or Tariq Cohen fit it more for me. I'd rather have those guys, even like a Keyshawn Vaughn, over someone like a Madison or a Pollard. Madison has some value right now, though, with the holdout. But like, if you had Zeke or Dalvin Cook, yeah, do you, do you, do you pounce on them before filling your starting lineup? I diversify. Uh, that's that's how I'm going into this. It's just diversify, and if I get an injury, I'm dead in the water, anyways. That's how I think. Uh, you may have a different thought, though, Dan. I think it depends on the back too. Like I agree, certain you know you lose certain running backs. That backup's not going to win you the league. But I think when you have the offensive line or the offense of Dallas or Minnesota, those guys could still put up some nice points. George taking it to the wire here. I am. I don't know what I want to do. Ah. <laughs> I was going back and forth between two different players, and I won't go Latavius. I think he, Latavius Murray is more of those, like, it goes to what I'm speaking on, of more of like a, he is a handcuff, but sort of like what you're saying as well, Dan, is he has that immense upside in the offense. He, has he was awful last year when Kamara was out. And to your point, Josh, he does even score, even with Kamara there. And that's why I don't mind the Pollard pick that much either because I think he could actually have some independent value this year uh, as well, especially if CeeDee Lamb doesn't pick up right away and Blake Jarwin isn't what everyone wants him to be. Um, I think like Pollard could take a lot of that uh, kind of work that Cobb had. Am I wrong? It's your team. You know better than me, but... 
I think Lamb's going to fill right in there. I think Jarwin's yeah. going to get more. I mean, there'll be a little more for Pollard. I mean, you're, anytime you go year two, you should take a next step. So, yeah, at the turn, Neil went Slayton and Deontay Johnson. Uh, now back to George. You can't decide again. Yeah, I've got two guys queued. I don't know which one I want. They're both wide receivers. Um, one, I believe, will end up being the wide receiver one on his team. Um, and the other one, I have, I feel he is the wide receiver one on his team. Even though one plays the slot and the other one is outside. Um, I'm going to take the slot wide receiver. They paid him a lot of money. They want him to replace OBJ. So I'm going to roll with Golden Tate. All right. Golden Tate. Then Dwayne Haskins goes. Um, Antonio Gibson and 12-4. The Redskins run. Yeah. He could George, be a kind of handcuffed that not not really one as well. Gibson kind of fits that same same idea. What were you saying? I was just going to ask George with his idea of doing one quarterback, you know, and then just sort of coasting if the value doesn't show up. Like, what do you think about that Tyrod Haskins back-to-back versus getting someone like a Lictavius Murray and Serling Shepard? Because I feel like I'd rather have the position players right now. So if Benjamin is only planning on starting Russell Wilson, um, I don't think Tyrod Taylor is going to make it the whole season as a starter. Are we sure Dwayne Haskins is the starter in Washington? Is it Kyle Allen? We don't know. Um, I think they're going to let Dwayne get the start and see where it goes. But if they pull him for Kyle Allen, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I think there's – and I'm, I'm looking at the quarterback positions now. Like I think I probably would have gone with Nick Foles. I feel like of the quarterbacks that are available, he's probably the safest to start the whole year. Yeah, I agree with that. Playing DFS, I can't watch one more Nick Foles or Kyle Allen snap ever again. They were, <laughs> they, they were bad last year. Oh. They, they, they absolutely were. They absolutely were. Well, I like I, that Tua pick there, Dan. Yeah, we went Gibson, then Rashad Penny, Sterling Shepard. Dan took Tua. Byron took John Brown now. Reading my... Q again. Sliding on a third quarterback in this draft. I was, you know, hoping Locke going to settle on Burrow or Haskins. Never happened, so I landed Tua. So I, I have the a feeling Miami's not going to start Tua till week 12. Um, if that's the case, would you feel comfortable taking Tua this early? Hmm. I mean, I'm hoping for a bye week flex out of them or, you know, God forbid one of the quarterbacks get injured. Uh, so I predict he starts sooner than that. But uh, just good point. At, Very at, good point. Looking at Miami's schedule, the, the first uh, 10 games is, is it's murderous. It's 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 gross. It's a lot of hard, hard, hard teams. And then after the bye week, so they play the Jets week 10. Then they go on a buy, and then they get the Jets week eleven, and then from there, it, it's it's a, a nice schedule for the Dolphins. I think they only play um, one or two tough games the rest of the year, and I, I just I don't see knowing his injury history. I'm just not sure Miami's gonna 
just hand the reins over to him. I think they're going to let him sit till at least a bye week and let Fitzpatrick take that beating. There's there's no reason to rush to it. It's not like Miami's playing for, for the playoffs or Super Bowl or anything like that in 2020. They're absolutely not. Love the points. It's probably why I waited on quarterback. Maybe, you know, I did better than last draft. I didn't lose value taking them too early, but I like the stability more. I do believe Haskins has that job locked down. I uh, would have liked to have him or Locke or even River, Old Man yep. Rivers just for the stability of a third quarterback. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely agree. So I guess I'm relying on that for this draft, it's magic uh, to run out of magic. <laughs> or Which I could still draft him. Yeah, I was going to say, would you think about – well, we can talk about this after your pick comes up. Oh, come on. Well, I got John Brown and Tevin Coleman right, right in front of me. We're both up at the top of my queue. Tevin Coleman was at the top right in front of me. That's a great pick there in 12th by Brian. Uh, Tevin Coleman, I, he should have gone. I felt like any time these past two rounds, I would have taken ahead of any of these. Would you take him ahead of Philip Lindsay? Yes, I because I believe it. in Melvin Gordon, though. Gotcha. Yeah. It does get to that interesting point because, I mean, you have Tevin Coleman, Latavius Murray, like they have a more of a handcuff with potential to explode role versus I think sort of like what you said with Melvin Gordon, Phil Lindsay's more of like that boring guy. He'll get you running back three numbers probably. And then I guess you're praying for injury, which eh, I don't like to do that. But Tevin was the starter. I mean, Mustard only no, took not, over because – yeah. I'm definitely high. Like I would take Tevin Coleman as ADP versus Mostert all day. So I took Mike Williams then instead. I just feel like he is um, definitely wide receiver two there. He stepped up, you know, in volume last year. Of course, he had the touchdowns. I haven't been a big fan of him for the last what two three years, but uh, I. He's, I kind of I, I need a better name, but I call them boomerang players, where like I'm I'm down on them for years at a time, and then I things change, and I'm like, okay, I'm ready to embrace them now. And so, I mean, players like Tyler Lockett was one famously. I love Tyler Lockett now, but for years I was down on him. But I feel like Mike Williams could be one of those guys uh, and really start establishing himself here. Uh, I just hate I just hate taking him because it feels like I'm disrespecting Keenan Allen, but. I, I think of the 12th round, that's a steal. Like, I agree. I think Mike Williams could have a bounce-back year. Because, um, like, his the only thing that changed from the two years was, like, his touchdown percentage, if I remember correctly, went from, like, 10% to 2%. Yeah, he got more volume, I believe, like, last year. So, yeah. the increase in target share, uh, that's that's what I care about more. Mm-hmm. Same. Brandon Ayuk goes 12-11. Irv Smith, 12-12. Jake's still picking that second one. What was that, George? I was say, Mike Williams did actually lead the NFL in yards per catch last year. He, he averaged 20.4 20. 20. yards per catch, um, but he only scored two touchdowns. So mm-hmm. if he gets an increase with touchdowns, I don't – listen, I'm not saying he's going to go out and average 20.4 yards a catch with Tyrod uh, and Herbert back there. But um, if he goes out and gets you still, you know, over 1,000 yards and – increases the the touchdowns to you know even six like i think getting him in the 12th round is great value if he still had rivers there's no way he would have been here anymore it's it's because of the quarterback uncertainty for sure 
Yep. Carry on. Jake takes carry on 1301 and uh, fantasy chant takes Ian Thomas and I'm back on the clock. Uh, this is the last round. I'm on the search for a wide receiver. Maybe. I have three. You only have to start three, right? I have four. That's more than enough. <laughs> yeah. After that, Tevin Coleman, it gets pretty ugly at running back. I'd have to resort to some kind of handcuff. I kind of do wish I had taken uh, Metcalf instead of Gallup, Dan, because then I could actually grab, I could feel good about grabbing CD right here. Um,. If you just asked me, I would have told you to take my cap over Gallup. But... <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> well, we'll see. You can message me during the fishbowl. I won't. I'll give you that advice then. Oh, I'll be definitely be messaging in that chat we got going. <laughs> oh, I love that idea. Be nice when we have four hours to pick, right? Uh, four hours. Yeah. Please no. We'll be well, dangerous no, then. Isn't it eight hours? Oh, sorry, I think like it's eight hours. Do they but keep like, the A? I remember they were supposed to give us the option, and I didn't know if they changed it. So, like, but, I know Scott's being real strict about the first round. Like, if you go on for longer than four hours, he's going to boot you. I was like, yes. dang. <laughs> I like it, though. Like, it helps that I'm the 1.01 and pick on the turns. Yeah, I like I like being in the back of the draft. I'm the 11, and I, I just want to get my two picks done and over with and know that I don't have to sit there and watch it just – let it know when it get. Let me know when it gets close to my turn again. It was would, long last year. We had a few guys in our division that were just long drafters. One guy timed out more than once. It was painful. That sucks, dude. I'm in a I'm in a mock right now that it was the fifth mock John Hogue made, and we've been going on for like a month and a half. <laughs> wow. wow, it's not right. It defeats the purpose. I know. The ADP has switched so much already. <laughs> <laughs> it's bonkers. <sighs> so I went Denzel Mims 13-3. Um, yeah, I don't know. Volume upside. I'm it, Yeah, whatever. Moving on. CeeDee Lamb <laughs> went 13-4. Nick Foles 13-5. Jace Sternberger 13-6. Zach Moss. I was almost considering Zach Moss, even though, I mean, I don't actually like him, but uh, I don't particularly like Singletary either. So, yeah, they're a wash for me as well. Is anybody in the Scott Fishbowl? Does anybody have Chris Towers uh, from CBS in their division? <laughs> Pretty sure now. Be happy you don't. Last year, I believe he took over seven hours on every single pick. God dang. <laughs> That's oh. Like, I'm just going to keep the tab open and get and just, <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> well, I wasn't in last year, I, but in Scott Fishbowl 8. Uh, we had a good, the guy, I think it was the, I think it was the eight or the nine pit slot timeout and we all had a you know twitter group chat 
and we're joking about how he'd better, you know, be in the hospital or whatever. This is, and of course, it turns out his name was Gabe, and he really was in the hospital. Um, he's the guy who had he had his surgery that morning, and it was scheduled, and he had thought he had the the pre draft and everything set up, but it, it didn't it didn't work right. And so, uh, yeah, it turns out he actually was in the hospital. Uh, so once we got that sorted out, it was it was pretty clear from there, but. We all felt a little bad. So, Dan, I have a question. Why Sternberger over Fitz? Is it just sort of running with your bets of Tua gets it sooner than I think? Or I think come the real draft, there's just no way I want to draft Fitzpatrick. I hope to have the third quarterback a little more stable. Uh, I have made a glass Evan Ingram, so I, I knew I had to get another tight end, and Irv Smith went, Ian Thomas went. So I only had a couple more guys I liked at tight end. So I didn't want to lose that. You didn't want to go for the the quad and get some Blake Jarwin. Tell you hit my quota. Although CD Lamb, <laughs> CD, CD Lamb, I was eyeing him up though. I was starting to get the itch again. Well, I like that Preston Williams pick here to close out, um, and then Jameson Crowder, who I was debating between him or Mims. I kind of just went the upside guy for fun of it. But that's it. That's thirteen rounds. Um, just to back up quickly on what you were guys were saying i i'm more of the opinion that ryan fitzpatrick has a decent chance to start the entire season is that do we disagree i guess i guess we must we i took tua. i lean that, that way more than Tua playing more than eight games but again we can't predict what an nfl coach is going to do with a fan base yelling at him to put a quarterback in especially if they start losing Games played over, uh, or just who has more games played, Tyrod Taylor or Ryan Fitzpatrick? Oh, Fitzpatrick. Yeah, same Fitz. So I, I was talking about the the Dolphins' schedule earlier. Um, they get the Jets week ten, week eleven. They're on the bye. They get the Jets week eleven. Then they get the Bengals, the Chiefs, which will be a tough game. The Patriots. That's a division game. Then they get the Raiders and the Bills. So I'm predicting that is the schedule where we will see Tua. Jets, Bengals, Chiefs, Patriots, Raiders, Bills. Not nothing that really scares you uh, too much as far as running the rookie out there. Give them that week to prep. Once they know they're out of contention. Yep. Eventually, they'll pass the torch. I wouldn't want to run a rookie quarterback out there against the Patriots. Mm-mm. Listen, for all we know, by uh, week 11, the Patriots could be running out of not really a rookie quarterback, but a second-year quarterback. We don't know. That's yeah. not their defense, though. Hey, listen, I mean, I think Miami's got a very comparable defense to New England. They're still not on the field at the same time. <laughs> I know, I know, I know that. I, I'm not talking about the outcome of the game. I'm just talking about the the effect on Tua. I mean, listen, he's going to have to learn to play against that defense. He's going to see it twice a year. So, true. Why, why, why not throw him out there? And I think that game is in Miami. I'll check it. But I, yeah, of course, it is because we opened the season. Yeah, we opened the season in New England. So, because we never ever make the Dolphins play in cold weather. Ever. Why would we um, ever want to do that? 
we're, Heaven we're, forbid we're, we're the Dolphins come down. play in New England at the end of the season. Oh, no. Can I reference 2019 when Miami went to New England and beat them and cost them home field advantage throughout the playoffs where they had to go on the road? Can I reference just – let's go back just to 2019. And, and how what was, what was the time before that? Sir, you said never. I just want to go back one year. <laughs> Obviously, I was being facetious, but <laughs> I, I have a question for y'all. What do y'all think about that carry-on pick? I feel like it's good value, but at the same time, it's like I don't know, injury prone or a running back that gets injured a lot. It's just, yeah. He's still super young. I think it's it's hard to write him off completely. You know, I think I would I took Swift, so I was looking at some point there to potentially wrap up that Detroit backfield, and I just didn't do it. Uh, where do you go, carry on again? Thirteenth. Uh, yeah, thirteen one. That was nice and late. That's a good. That's a time. To, that's a golden time to get him. Can't beat that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I looked at him in the twelfth for sure. So I, I just I was I wanted I wanted to shore up my wide receivers, but I think carry on does offer upside like. We all assume Swift is going to start, but they could legitimately share that backfield for, for a little bit. And in a format like this, if Swift goes out and gets hurt, then, you know, carry on. We've seen him be decent before. It's just a matter of his health. Yeah. We've got uh, John Byrne in the what chat it? here. He's, I think, Byron here. Uh, they were talking about their team. Get a little love to the chat here, guys talking. Um, I think he, uh, I think he mostly pulled this off with Kelsey at five, fifth pick. Uh, that was the pick of the draft. That's what that just tilted everything. <laughs> it was all downhill from there. I I would hate those running backs though. Like whenever I did my draft and I was had Raheem Mostert as my RB three. I just felt icky and like we've said, like Tevin Coleman's going to play. And so I just, and also with Keyshawn Bond, like I bet he'll be the one B or the two to Ronald Jones for most of the year, if not the whole year. And then it changes in 2021. If he switched DK and uh, DeAndre Swift, I, I feel a lot better about his team. That's a good point. Could yeah, even if extra he took running back Leonard Fournette instead of, I mean, it's tough to pass up Kyler Murray, but then you, you go and take Wentz the round after. You, I think that's that point where you lose value taking too many quarterbacks early. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like Vaughn, uh, obviously, because I don't like Ronald Jones. So, um, <laughs> and, and it's we were just talking, you know, Tevin Coleman, Tevin Coleman or Raheem Mostert. Mostert still is good, so it's not like. He he might not be a running back too after all. It's not pretty, but yeah, if I had that team, I definitely would be hunting on the waiver wire. Like that'd be my that'd be my thing. There's more rounds to go. Yeah, there's yeah. 22 total rounds, so yeah. he can hit those gems late. But who who do y'all have some names of those later gems? That's like 15 and on. I guess Duke Johnson. That's someone I forgot about. Well, no we had a because I think, and I wonder how much this happens because this is a shortened 
you know, we're only going 13 rounds. So you start thinking about who you want to fill out end with, right? Whereas in a normal draft, maybe, I don't know if A.J. Dillon and Damian Harris go in the 13th at all. Maybe people are too focused on trying to fill up their starters and so on. But those are the kind of guys I could see going in later rounds uh, that could be real gems. I think like a Chase Edmonds uh, can can return some value. Or Uh, Eno. Boston Scott. Oh, that's a good one. Boston Scott, I like it. There's Carlos Hyde. I mean, in Seattle, we really don't know what's going on in that backfield. Is Penny actually going to be healthy? Uh, If not, you know, you got Hyde. Um, James Conner is not a poster child for health. Um, Benny Snell, I place him if he does get hurt. So there, there's still guys out there. There's both of the there's both of the yeah. other Charger running backs were not taken. Uh, oh both Kelly goodness. and ja- Jackson. I mean, I had Eckler, so I wasn't really gonna I wasn't gonna go there, but I I was kind of wondering if they were gonna go. I feel like wide receivers is really, or not wide receivers, running backs really fell this draft. Like with Philip Lindsay in the 11th, carry on in the 13th. Even like James White, Tariq Cohen in the 11th, just seems like they fell about maybe a round further than I thought. Did y'all feel that way? It just seemed like they weren't the, the sexy picks. So you wanted to get those shiny receivers or tight ends. And I felt the same way. Like I felt icky getting Lindsay and carry on. I think there were some tight ends that went before they should have. Uh, just just looking briefly, like I don't think Godert should have went at 7-9. Um, Ebron probably could have gone a little later. Uh, Noah Fant, I don't even think we should be drafting uh, Jay Sternberger in, in the first 13. No offense, Dan. I just... <laughs> Someone's got to catch the ball it's, it's, it's Green, Adams, George. It's, it's that Green Bay tight end you know rogers never had one like this you know i just i'm sorry no <laughs> just no well well that reminds me um dan why didn't you take blake jarrow in there i just three cowboys i'd have to if i had four in a starting lineup and they have a bad game that's just a really bad week be another but, guy to have to replace potentially but somehow blake jarwin was not picked on this board. Chris Herndon's another guy that wasn't picked that I maybe I would could have taken over Jace as well. Um, I, I just, I just wanted feel to like, end the draft in a tight end. I do like Jace though. Might be more like of a dynasty thing though. Jarwin you don't even have to like him and he's he's gonna get like an easy forty four four hundred or something. I do love Jarwin. And I don't want to be too much also, you're making me feel oh. guilty, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just surprised <laughs> Yeah, others went ahead of him. That's all. Yeah, and and Dan, you won't get Zeke and Dak in a. I don't. There's no way. I don't see that happening. Mm. So they get too many mics. Yeah, so you can get that third one in Jarwin in your thirteenth round. <laughs> <laughs> with with as many leagues as we have this year in the Scott Fishbowl, I guarantee you there's going to be a league where somebody is drafting at the sixth spot. And they that Dak they'll get Zeke and Dak will go six or later in the second round. It, it's got to happen. the The odds say that it will. Like, I mean, if, if if we I got to one six and Zeke did slide, I still I don't know. There's that little part of me 
you know, he had the Rona. He hasn't been working out. And I don't know if you saw that latest video there. He was smoking on the whatever the live stream, and I'm just hoping he's in shape for the season. I'm starting to get a little uh, a little leery. I could be thinking, overthinking it too. The the good thing about him already having the Rona is you don't have to worry about him getting it during season. At least that's the hope. That's a, yeah. I don't know, it's a little bit of a myth there, man. I was I was on campus today. I work at Lackawanna College, and we had a medical professional come over, and he was looking at our quarantine space that we're preparing. We're getting ready for our football team to, to come in, hopefully at the end of July. And uh, he says a little bit of a myth to that there of not getting it again. There has been some cases out there. but So who knows? Yeah. I, was thinking, I thought that too, though, George. That's, I was like, all right, he's out of it. He needs to go to Cabo and just train. I, 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 feel, <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel a lot better. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, just quick, I guess we'll go through here and just wrap up. Who your uh, who who your favorite pick? Actually, no. We're gonna mix this up. Which is your worst pick on your team that you most regret? George. I knew you were going to go to me. Hold on. I got to pull it back up. On <laughs> All right. Phone. I'll go back. I'll go to Jake. <laughs> Thank He's you. actually I, looking I, up at me. I knew you were going to go to me. And <laughs> you weren't I, looking I, at I, me. I, I closed it down. I, I was. So the, 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 the person I regret taking the most. Yeah, go to somebody else. I got to pull up the right draft. <laughs> I pulled up number two. All right, Jake. Who you got? I, I actually really liked my draft. It, it felt like I wanted to the receiver or the, not the receivers, the quarterbacks just seemed to fall to me with Matthew Stafford, Teddy Bridgewater, Jared Goff. Um, let me, let me try to look around it. I guess the one pick that made me the most nervous and I think was the most risky was Chris Carson just with, he did have an injury. Uh, I, I, I need to look into him as a player coming back and just talk to the, the injury docs on Twitter and to see what they have to say. And, that one makes me the most nervous. Uh, honestly, I wish I would have picked Allen Robinson over Matthew Stafford because of how the quarterbacks fell. Quarterbacks just fell I so loved, much. I loved your one, two, three there. Just not on McCaffrey. I'm still an Aaron Jones believer. Julio at 3.1, so nice. That's a lot yeah. of points you could have. Yeah. All right, Dan, who you got? Uh... You know, when I took Ridley, I was between him and Juju. I go back. Ridley has a bye week 10 with all my Cowboys, so I might have taken Juju. Uh, Evan Ingram, I still feel a little dirty about. I just feel like he's going to get hurt, and there's so many tight ends out there. And, uh, you know, Big Ben's a little not the most exciting number two. Although, uh, overall, I was happy, though. I, I like the balance of the team. I think I got a lot of potentially explosive players, you know, a lot, a lot of talent to flex. DeAndre Swift would need to come through for this roster. That'd be a big piece for me. Yeah, I'm one looking at who you could have taken instead of Engram, either receiver or running back. I mean, even the Hunter Montgomery as it came there around. There was that big running back run there, Josh. Where yeah, like right before you. Allaire, and then Carson, and Connor, and then Taylor, and then Bell. I mean, I think that, you know, that's where Allen Robinson went before me, and he definitely needed a running back. So I wonder if he was banking on one of those guys. And then I, w- I was going to take one of them just to have the extra running back depth at that point and was hoping to have, like, Zeke Fournette and either a Carson Connor or Bell. I would have been really happy with that, and it didn't happen. 
Okay. George, you ready yet? <clears throat> yeah, yep, yep. I got the right draft up this time. Uh, I so I I'm looking at my team and I don't know if I would have done anything different. Like, there's a couple guys I wish would have fallen, obviously, but like I, I I really do like the way my my team came together. I feel I got pretty decent value with almost every pick. Um, when it came to the, the my first two wide receivers, I admitted I was reaching, but I don't think either one of them was coming back to me. If I would have done anything different, I forgot about Juju. Maybe take AJ Brown, uh, Juju over AJ Brown. But even still, like I'm happy with AJ Brown. How, how do you feel about the double stack of the tight ends? That like, would you rather have Mark Andrews looking at it versus like a Sanders, Mixon, a Jacobs? So, I if I didn't get Todd Gurley in the third round, I, I think Todd Gurley saved my draft. If he does what we think he's going to do, like I'm perfectly content with starting Andrews and Kittle and having Todd Gurley as my RB1. Like I'm perfectly content with that. Absolutely fine. Um, you guys were super generous with the with the quarterbacks. They weren't really flying off the board like the last draft. So that, that enabled me to get Matt Ryan, which I f- am extremely comfortable with as my QB1. And then from that point on, I just went with, with – with upside guys, uh, chart, AJ Brown. A lot of people don't like Damian Williams, but I, I think there's a lot of upside there. Uh, Newton. Then I wanted something steady with Howard and Burita. At least I got that backfield. So I like the draft, uh, starting those two tight ends. But I, I, I think the only reason I like it is because the girly was there. If Neil would have took girly or if, if you guys would have took girly before he got to me, and I was looking at like a Clyde Edwards Hilaire or a Melvin Gordon or, or or somebody like that. Like there's a huge drop in my opinion after Gurley as far as value. So getting Gurley made the draft for me. So I, I'm completely content with, with those two tight ends and getting Gurley as my RB1. If I didn't get Gurley, I would not have liked it at all. I was pleasantly surprised how that turned out for you, George. You know, I was a nerd. I was like, yeah. all right, what's, what's this going to look like after those first two tight ends? And the way the guys landed and the, you know, that Atlanta stack with Ryan and Gurley and explosive receivers with upside and Chark and Brown. Yeah, it, it, it played out very nice. I'm, I would be, I'd be happy to go with that to, to the Scott Fishbowl. Uh, absolutely would be, would be no problem. Hopefully you get the stability from Howard and Williams. That's just enough, you know, and then catch yeah. a, break, a break here or there. That's a cool roster. Even even if Clyde Edwards starts, I still think Williams is going to have a role. So uh, it is, I, I, I'm not writing him off. I I think he's going to get 60-40 to, to at least start the first few games. And I think the only way uh, Edwards Hilaire gets the starting role is if Williams gets hurt, which – <laughs> that could very well happen. It's Damian Williams. <laughs> yeah, I, I loved getting Williams even in dynasty startups lately. I was getting like eleventh or thirteenth round or something like that. It's... Yep. So Josh, my team is home, man. Do I have to pick just one? <laughs> Josh, look to the team to the left of you. Look to the team to the right of you and tell us which was your favorite pick they made. <laughs> um, pretty much whichever one either was made before or after me. No, I, 
this is this is why I usually like to go running back because I mean, all right, so all these people are telling me add up the points from Lamar Jackson or Mahomes, you know, and the projected points for them and the running back you can get in the second. Eckler, Sanders, Drake, usually one of those kind of guys, right? And they and all these people are talking about it and they're comparing with just what that number, adding up the projected points from a quarterback or a running back versus going running back quarterback. That's what they kept bunch of people were talking about and i'm like thinking to myself yeah, you can't just look at the first and second round in that exercise you have to look on how it impacts your decisions and who you can take and who you're going to reach for in the next two three even four rounds all the way down into the fifth and i felt that because i was definitely struggling to i was looking at the board i'm looking at these running backs are going to disappear these startable running backs are going to disappear after the fifth. And so as much as I like David Johnson and Jonathan Taylor, their kind of reaches. I mean, if I was redoing this whole draft and most everyone else stayed mostly the same, right? If I go Barkley instead of Jackson, then when it gets back to me, even if Breeze gets sniped in front of me, that's fine. I'll go Barkley Eckler because Eckler is still can be a running back one, but on my team, he's my running back two. And then it gets into the third, and now I can go Ertz again, or I can take any wide receiver, or I could even go Kyler Murray if I wanted to. I probably wouldn't at that point. Like I've talked about in the past, after Breeze goes, there's kind of that drop. So I probably would have not taken a quarterback again, but I could have gone anything there. And it frees you up. It frees you up to make better decisions. Um, so that, I'm not sure that third would have actually changed that much. But then when when it gets to the fourth and fifth, now I can take Matthew Stafford before it gets to Jake. Now I can uh, take an Allen Robinson instead of Jonathan Taylor. You know, now my team is Barkley, Eckler, Ertz, Stafford, and Allen Robinson. And that sounds so much better than what I have after five rounds um and so i wonder if like i think a lot of teams are good in the first three rounds here or even four and five are going to be going after these you know patrick Mahomes and lamar jackson and i just i really wonder how it's going to affect their first five picks and i wonder if the, it's a really a net negative um, and you can't just look at, like I said, the first two rounds. You have to look at how it affects more than that. You're not a fan of it, Josh, but there is like a, a scenario where, you know, if the stars are all aligned and Lamar and Eckler go ham and Ertz has another 100-catch season and David Johnson's reborn and Jonathan Taylor becomes the man, you you, you might just look like a genius at the end of this. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that just by switching Barkley and Lamar and then David Johnson and Matthew Stafford, I think just completely switches the whole draft. Yep. Yeah, it does. And that's I, another reason I like CMC at 1.01 as well is I think he's at the most talented running – or I, I guess I can't say most talented. He is in the best situation for a running back, and he provides you just so much more uh, – uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Flexibility. He's just he lets you decide what you want to do. You aren't forced to choose. Like you his, can do whatever you want. 
his stability allows you to be more flexible everywhere else. Yeah. Like I would be content with going CMC, Aaron Jones and Drake. If like Julio or Hill or one of them went earlier, like getting those three running backs just back to back to back. Yeah. And then you don't have to touch running back again until like 10th round. Seriously. Josh, how do you, how do you feel about the guy that took uh, Patrick Mahomes in this, in the first and his team compared to yours? Because the way the way the draft worked out for him, going Mahomes and then having Drake as his RB one, uh, with then Hill and Evans and then Connor and Acres, like I I think I'm okay with it with having Mahomes and then getting you know those three running backs and those two uh, those two wide receivers. Yeah, he's got some better wide receivers, obviously. Um, I feel like I mean Ertz is going to put up as many points as Evans. I feel. So, and maybe even Tyreek, but. Uh, I think he also got a favor with that Acres pick. I think in with most people being dynasty related, like he's not going to fall like that far. Like I, I he, shouldn't have reached on Jimmy G either. So. I don't think that's a reach, man. It was a reach for this draft is the way it turned out. I don't think it's, yeah. it's bad in the sixth. I just think I had Lamar Jackson. I should have gone I should have gone Lockett, you know, right there. Yeah, especially with like someone like Jared Goff being in the end of the eighth. Like that like and even like Big Ben, middle of the eighth, and Drew Locke in the tenth. Like it was I don't I don't see the quarterbacks falling quite like this. But even then when you're I'm near the turn, I'm count I can just count off, okay. The the worst case scenario is three quarterbacks going on that because you had well, probably not because you already had Stafford. So both of you guys already had one. So you're probably not going to take two before it comes back to me. So all I have to do is count off three names that as long as I'm comfortable getting any of those three, when it comes back to my 703, I can just take whoever's left there. And I should have grabbed the guy I wanted first, either Lockett or even Cam Akers, who I, I kind of was looking at too. I think I was trying to bluff you guys right then, but it didn't work. Uh, but Tyler Lockett. It didn't work. I think if that would have happened, I that'd be a tough decision between like McLaurin, Metcalf, and Swift for that seven point oh one for me. I appreciate you letting Lockett fall. You're welcome. I get. I <laughs> I let a few gems fall to you there with Stafford and Lockett. Yeah. So not my not my favorite draft for sure. Um, any other closing thoughts? We're hitting on two two hours here now, guys. I appreciate you uh, all joining on these mocks and the streams. And uh, I just had a great time. I'm almost sad that uh, this is going to be the last one, but I also really want to draft Scott Fishbowl. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to balance, boys. Have a, have a happy 4th of July, and uh, let's crush the Scott Fishbowl. Go get it. Thanks, Dan, too. Uh, Have a good one, Dan. See you, gentlemen. Thank you. I will sign off here then to um, Fusion Fantasy Football uh, podcast. I mean, YouTube, obviously, if you're watching this, but that's not where most of my stuff goes. Usually it's the the podcast. Find anywhere um, on Twitter, at FusionFFB. You can find, well, there, he's got, Jake's got his up on the screen, jsnake underscore DFF. George is at BFTGPod. 
And uh, Dan just left me. Um, I will be getting a tweet out with everyone who was a part of this in there. So thank you to everyone for this one and all the other ones that you were part of. I really appreciate it. Um, like I was telling Jake, I can't believe you guys are wasting two hours of your night with me. So uh, thanks. We had a choice. You or our families. <laughs> hey, this this has really helped my own thought process. So I appreciate it. Yeah, same here. Like I, I got to do three different drafts with you. I got to draft three different styles. One, I went all wide receivers. One was just a smorgasbord that I just want to forget even happened. And then uh, the one tonight, and I like the one tonight a lot. Yeah, you pulled it off, I think, pretty well. For sure. I think it worked out pretty well for, was it Benjamin uh, the other night with the t- two tight end thing? Yeah. 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 It's a legit way to do it because uh, just like we were talking about with any of these positions, now that you hit it, you don't have to think about it again. So. And honestly, going through, I not, after the second round, I did not once look at what tight ends were available. Why would you? I, Especially yeah. with Goddard, Hawkinson, Higby, Hunter Henry. <laughs> Way too early, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, listen, I like Hunter Henry. Uh, he's another – I like these guys who are, don't really play football, but they're on football teams apparently. And uh, – <laughs> Uh, I like him, but yeah, I I think he went way too early. He went what eight five for yeah. Crocker. Yeah, and Josh, you ought to be ashamed of yourself with that, sir. <laughs> Especially with people like Jared Cook and Noah Fant, Eric Ebron, like all of those tight ends fell to tenth and eleventh. Like, I love, I absolutely love Jared Cook this year. If if I didn't need a tight end in this draft, but if I needed one later, like I would definitely look at Jared Cook over those guys. Yeah, like Jared Cook, I've been getting him at the 10-12 like pretty consistently, which I'm super yeah, stoked with. Yeah, that's absolutely phenomenal. Hopefully that happens in the real one. I got some snakes in it, so who knows? So through previous years' experience, uh, I think quarterbacks are going to go a lot earlier like they did last uh, the last draft we did together, not this one. Mm-hmm. And I even think some of these tight ends are going to go earlier than what they did tonight. Just because people are going to panic because there's a premium on them and they're going to want to get them. I'll appreciate that all day. Yeah, I think the most. Oh, yeah, we had, absolutely. The second one we did on Monday, I think, was the mo- most similar to what will really happen, I think. Yep. That one I learned a ton from. I was picking out of the two, so it wasn't what I'm actually picking at, but uh, my team got ugly with how many receivers I picked back to back, so. I learned my lesson. Yeah, I, the the biggest takeaway for me on that draft was you got to be flexible, and and for anybody who's listening or watching, uh, you got to be flexible in the Scott Fish draft. If you see quarterbacks going early, even if you don't feel comfortable taking them at the value that they're currently at, if everybody else is taking them, you, you're going to have to go ahead and and punt the value and and get one or else you're going to end up what I did and go through 13 rounds and only have Russell Wilson if you're only uh, – which is gross, by the way. It does not make you feel good at all. <laughs> yeah. I'd say – I would also add that Josh had a good point related to, like, don't freak out and reach at a certain position if you're a little thin. Like, stay patient and just run with the plan. Like, you do have to reach, like you were saying, George, and just 
you do have to sometimes reach for that quarterback or something like that. But like you said, be flexible. Don't get into one strategy. More about understanding the tiers at that point. Like you might have to move up how early you would take a tier, but that doesn't mean you reach on an entire, you know, group at the same time. It just find those players for me. Like I talked about a couple of times here after breeze goes, it's like the last of that top tier for me. So then I'm like, I'll, I'll sit out the next tier. Uh, if I can't get one of those kind of things. So just kind of know where those players are. And I mean, when, I, when Ryan goes, I know I need to start looking at Stafford, you know, if Stafford goes, I know I need to start looking at for my Ryan or Tom Brady, you know, depending mm -hmm. on which they go first, but just kind of these groups that you can pick out. And uh, depending on where you are in the draft, you're in the middle, you'll be able to, you know, adapt a little bit quicker. It's a little harder on the ends because you have to take a little bit of a guessing game. Um, but yeah, having so, so those few names these... creates a quick little easy rule to follow for me at least. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we've done these drafts, the three of us done these uh, drafts all three times together. Yep. Looking at how the drafts went for the guys who drafted in the beginning, the middle, and then the end, the way the, the drafts have, sh have shook out, do, do you feel there's an advantage drafting in any particular range, whether it's the beginning, middle, or end? Like I know each, like I know the beginning has its advantages. Mm -hmm. uh, the middle has its advantages. You're more likely to catch a run than be on the backside of a run. And then you got the end where it's, you know, the same thing as the beginning where you can completely miss a run if it's happening right after you picked. But do you think anybody's got an advantage? I think it just relates to when you get hit by the runs. Uh like if if a run happens and it it like it helps get value back to the say the the one point oh one sort of slot like I feel like this draft did that for me relatively well uh, and so that worked out but I've had it before to where it was the complete opposite so it may be more draft dependent um, yeah I did pick the one point oh one for a reason though that was CMC and the stability that provides but I also understand wanting to be either later in the middle to see who falls to you who may yeah. have a slip in value and you snatch that up. So I guess, right. no, there is no one. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Josh? You think there's any advantage? I think I find myself liking a lot of the teams that are in the nine, 10, 11 range. Um, I don't really like myself picking right in the middle usually, but, and, and I'm not sure. I like the six, seven, eight, but the the four or five wouldn't be too bad either if I if I didn't have the three. Uh, the three is almost the three is almost too close to the the end and the one without getting you know the advantages of the one anymore. So you know I, I kind of went three. I figured I could for sure get who I wanted there, but uh, I wonder if four or five can't doesn't pick up some better values. I look at who those guys were taken out even just in this draft and they were able to grab a lot of, of values and adjust maybe yeah, look, to the to the runs a little faster. Just a little. So looking at looking at this draft, like I don't even really see where we had any major runs. We had, I guess you could say we had a mini run in quarterbacks in the third. But yeah, there was wide the receivers part, there in the fourth, fifth, sixth. 
I guess the four that went, you could consider that a run. Well, you had Allen Robinson right there, Byron, uh, at five five. Kind of started off another little run of of wide receivers. Okay, and yeah. so he was able to grab that, you know, before it even started. I feel like you can you can even start. It's not just react, but you can also kind of anticipate when you're at the in the middle a little bit more. And then, of course, he grabbed Juju at the end. So he started it off, and then he ended it with Juju. Not, not, not a bad constellation prize. I, <laughs> I wish it would work out like that for me. I just, I just completely forgot Juju was there. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be working on my own, like, sort of running back wide receiver tiers. I already have some QB and tight end tiers, but it's so easy to forget, especially with how wonky some of the ADP is. Like – it just takes one person being 30 spots lower than you think. And it's going to be, it's that the thing is, is it's going to be even worse on MFL. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, do you know if they're inputting Scott Fishbowl mock ADP into MFL or is it just straight up MFL ADP? I think it's just straight up MFL ADP. I don't think they're entering the, the mock draft ADP. Man, I'm about to, I'm about to have a checklist. I'm going to like, Turn Check. off the ESPN 100 redraft and just start slicing people off or something. <laughs> <laughs> Live draft like, that I, I, me out. I I will I will message uh, Scott or Ryan and see if I can get them to answer that question for me. But I I, I believe it is straight off of the MFL draft, not not these mocks. Jake's gonna Which, be. Which if that's in the-, the case. Jake's going to be in the grocery store and pulling out a piece of paper, looking at his phone. People are going to be thinking he's looking at a grocery list, and he's actually just checking off his list. He actually just went on the clock, and he's he's just checking off all the list of the players. He's going to have the phone in one hand. He's going to have the grocery list or the the ADP list in the other, and he's like, oh, I'm just comparing my grocery list to my wife's. It's okay. If it's an ADP, I literally am going to print out the whatever ESPN list that's for half PPR and just post it up so I at least have it because it's so easy to have someone slip because you're like, oh, crap. Like, Todd Gurley, I didn't even realize he was still on the board. Yeah. So what what I find myself doing, or at least I did last year, mm -hmm. is looking at the drafts and the divisions that are, are, are around you. Okay. When you look on MFL, like each one has four divisions, so yeah. you can actually go in and look and see what their draft has been so far, and that that will help you as well. That's a good idea. Sweet. All right, thank you, gentlemen. We'll sign off now. Um, give these guys a follow. Thanks for watching and listening. Uh, if you are listening to this and you're not in the Scott Fish Bowl, I I don't understand. Um, go, go sign up there. He's already <laughs> taking signups for next year. Yes, it did. Yeah. It just opened. Uh, already there was like 1,500 like people. I was 1,500 <laughs> and something. And I was like, what? I, I almost made my birth year. I was, I was <laughs> off by four. I got 1984. If it had been 1980, it would have been my birth year. Yeah. So That's sign up for that. Scott, uh, scottfishbowl.com and, uh, fantasycares.net, of course is where you can uh, donate. So do that. Thank you, guys. Good luck, everyone, in the actual Scott Fish Bowl. I'm sure we will uh, continue to be chatting and everything. And uh, hope to see you all in the playoffs.
All right. Have a good night. Happy 4th of July, gentlemen. Be safe. Yeah, see you all later. See you.